This is the Morning Sports Desk for Friday, June 23rd. Swag and a miss. That's a righty-righty splitter, and Wong strikes out for the third time today. Now eight strikeouts for Ryan. Joe Ryan got eight strikeouts. He also pitched a complete game shutout, the first complete game shutout by a Minnesota twin since Jose Barrios did it in 2018. Here's what manager Rocco Baldelli had to say about his starter. It feels great to let the players go out there and just play and let the pitchers go out there and pitch and uh, do their job. I mean, he was doing his job especially well. And, um, uh, that's what uh, the game is about, the, the players going out there and, and performing, and uh, uh, he excelled today. I mean, he was uh, – I mean, there was no way around, you know, letting him just go out there, I think, and, and finishing that game because of the way he was responding as the game went on. He just he, – he kept getting, uh, I think, more and more dialed in, more and more competitive as he got closer. He wanted it more. Yeah, I mean, Joe Ryan uh, has been awesome. By the way, how did the Twins get Joe Ryan? Uh, They traded two months of Nelson Cruz for Joe Ryan, who will be under contract for the Twins for like the next five to seven years. So I think that's as much as we rip the Twins for their trades, and they deserve it. uh, There's also a couple good ones mixed in there to kind of just remember that. Uh, Joe Ryan's awesome. He's really good. He's young. He does it a lot of fastballs, a lot of cutters. Mixes in the slider a little bit there, but Joe Ryan throws a lot of fastballs, which is not something that uh, guys do, especially guys who don't like Joe Ryan doesn't throw 101 miles an hour like some of these other guys. He gets to his mid 90s. That's where he tops out at. But uh, which in 20 years ago would be a flamethrower in today's game. It's just average, but uses the fastball, uses it really well uh, and is pretty darn good. Uh, Joe Ryan. Uh, For his part, he talked a little bit about the opportunity to kind of get in the game and to do uh, what he does and get to pitch and and get to kind of go everything and and put it all out on the line. Here's what he had to say about going out in the ninth inning. It was that was electric. That was awesome. I think just getting the walkout going again and then having their leadoff hitter. So it's just kind of like, oh, we're in the first again. I felt good. And um, yeah, I felt like I was just getting kind of warmed up. So. That was nice, and uh, the crowd was just electric. So that was that was pretty uh, pretty awesome to just walk out and hear all that noise. So yeah, and for uh, the people who l- like to point out about Rocco Baldelli pulling starters early, and oh, Rocco didn't have a chance to pull in that. I saw somebody say, "This is how desperate the Twins are getting." Rocco Baldelli had to let him pitch past the fifth inning, which. Look, last year was 100% true and well deserved. This year, the Twins lead baseball in innings per start. So I don't, I don't know what to tell you on that front. Joe Ryan, by the way, the Twins are stinking in the All-Star voting. There's not a lot of people going out to vote for these Twins, but if there's anybody on this Minnesota Twins team that deserves to make the All-Star team, it is Joe Ryan. He is, I know Sonny Gray's a vet. He's had a good season, but Joe Ryan has been the Twins' best pitcher this year. It's been a really nice development, especially because Pablo Lopez has been good, but not great for the Twins uh, this year. So Joe Ryan is kind of pulling the slack for the rotation, which is still above average and one of the best in baseball. But, you know, there's always room for improvement. Uh, Speaking of All-Stars, last year's Twins All-Star got things going. And now the 0-1 pitch, a crush to left field and deep. Down the line, back it goes. That ball is fair and gone. Whoa, way up there down the left field line. 
Upper deck blast by Buxton. So Correa, Buxton both launch first inning home runs. And the Twins have an early 2-0 lead. Yeah, Byron Buxton and Carlos Correa went back-to-back jacks in the first inning to put the Twins up 2-0 and pretty much give Ryan all he needed. Uh, but uh, to which I found there's a picture when they both got drafted 11 years ago of like teenage Carlos Correa and teenage Byron Buxton like sitting back-to-back, and they both look like such 17-year-olds. Like, it looks like they got acne, their faces aren't quite fully developed, but, like, you can kind of, it's just, it's a hilarious picture. So I had to post that uh, yesterday because it's really funny uh, seeing those two guys hit absolute moonshots yesterday, Correa and Buxton. But Buxton came up to bat in the third inning and decided to do it again. And the pitch is swinging a high fly ball, left center field and deep. Back it goes, deep it goes, and way out of here! Whoa, above the bullpen area in left center field. That one even deeper from Byron. Two at-bats and two home runs. It is a 5-0 Twins lead. So Buxton, since that 0-for-23 slump, is now 4-for-8 with three home runs and a double. Uh, You know, not going to say Buxton's back quite yet, but a nice little stretch there for Byron, Uh, especially because somebody like me uh, was saying a couple days ago that he didn't look healthy and probably shouldn't be playing. Uh, Oops. Uh, That's my bad. Uh, But the Twins have a three-game series against the Detroit Tigers this weekend. Three-game series at Comerica Park, 5 o'clock pregame, 5.40 first pitch. You can always hear it on KWAD. Well, the Minnesota Timberwolves had their draft yesterday, and I said you know, that the Wolves don't expect a lot of fireworks to happen. There's no Carl Anthony Towns trade in the works that's going to happen on draft night. And, uh, well, you know, it still could technically happen because the Rudy Gobert trade happened like 4th of July week. It happened a couple weeks after the NBA draft. So now that, because the NBA draft is weird. You can trade your picks as soon as you draft them. Uh, So things are still kind of in motion. There's still some fluidity. There's still some different things uh, that can happen. But it looks like the Wolves got themselves a pretty interesting player uh, when they nabbed uh, at uh, there, so the Wolves were at 53, pick number 53. They had a handful of second-round picks, some that they got from Utah, some that they uh, got in a trade when they shipped D'Angelo Russell to the Lakers. Not only did they get Mike Conley, they got a pair of second-round picks. Uh, but for the Minnesota Timberwolves, they got a draft pick, uh, a Leonard Miller. Now, Leonard Miller didn't play college basketball anywhere. He went straight from high school to play in the NBA's Developmental League, which is sponsored by Gatorade, which is why it's called the G League. It's stupid, but that's uh, that's what they're calling it. Uh, Leonard Miller is basically a guy who gets a whole lot of rebounds. Uh, he's a uh, basically a really good defense good rebounding. He's got some good ball handling skills for a forward. Uh, but you know, the thing about him is there's a couple things is that his shooting is not great. His long range shooting. He's not much of a three point guy, uh, but that can develop. And the other thing is that he's 19 years old. So will he be playing a lot of minutes for the Timberwolves this, this season? Probably not, but like in a year or two, when he starts to fully develop, could he be a nice weapon for the wolves to have down in the block? Yeah. Of course, of course, but that's the thing about the NBA draft. It's a good mix of college. It's a good mix of the NFL draft, where you see guys immediately put the jersey on for your team, 
and between the MLB draft where you draft a guy and you're really not going to see his full potential for like another two to three years. I mean, Anthony Edwards in his, had a nice rookie year, but we haven't even seen the untapped potential of Anthony Edwards yet, and he's played three years in the NBA. So that's just kind of go when you draft guys at 19, they're not going to hit their physical peak until they're like 23 to 28, kind of in that five-year window. Uh, yeah, so... Anyway, uh, the Wolves also took in the second round, they took from UCLA, they took Jalen Clark, and again, Clark's a a nice little player for the Wolves. Uh, He had an injury towards the end of his college season last year for the Bruins, but uh, was a nice defensive player. He won the Naismith National Defensive Player of the Year last year, along with the Pac-12 Defensive Player of the Year. So he's 22. There's a good chance he could be a bench guy. And again, if the if the thing is to get another defensive player, a defensive specialist on your team, I think that's pretty darn good. Now, there was a, a, a guy who covers the Minnesota Timberwolves for Canisius Hoops, I think is the right place to, uh, the right place to attribute that to. Uh, Kyle Teague is his name, and he also covers it for our sister station, Score North, down in the Twin Cities. And what he said is if the Timberwolves are able to re-sign their own free agents, mainly mainly Nas Reed, who's an impending free agent, uh, their roster would include... Nikel Alexander-Walker, who's 24, Nas Reed, who's 23, Jaden McDaniels, who's 21, Anthony Edwards... Jaden McDaniels is 22, rather. Anthony Edwards and Wendell Moore Jr. are 21. So is Jalen Clark. Josh Minot is 20. Mattel Spangolo, the Wolves' second-round pick from Spain last year, is 20. Leonard Miller is 19. So is it to say that all these guys are going to contribute and be really good? No, but what it is to say is that the Wolves do have a nice little young core here. And I know Tim Connolly gets a lot of flack, and deservedly so, for the Rudy Gobert trade, but the positive Wolves Kool-Aid angle to spin on this is, hey, well, they're at least getting some young players. Tim Connolly did pretty much design that Denver Nuggets roster that just won the NBA title. So maybe time, maybe just need to let time work its course and let him get his fingerprints on the Wolves roster another year and let this thing develop. Or it's the Minnesota Timberwolves, and they're one of the most dysfunctional franchises in sports, and you take everything they do with a grain of salt. It's one or the other. This has been the Morning Sports Desk for Friday, June 23rd.